Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, not much, Harry. Not too much, you know, just, uh... How are you? Not too much. Cool. Oh, uh, I'm how, how am I? I'm doing pretty good, Greg. A little uh, off kilter right now, but we're gonna get everything all situated and ready to go. Um, yeah. So last night's Monday Night Raw, the go home show from or for this Sunday's pay per view. Um, it was okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was okay. Right. Uh, were you as surprised as I was that the New Day won the title again? Um, was I was more surprised at the uh, let's say events that happened after the match than I was New Day actually winning. Yeah, and I was thinking about that today, and I said, well, when you don't have very many tag teams on Monday Night Raw or WWE for that matter then you're going to have something like that where it'll, it'll, but, probably, it'll probably go New Day, Hurt Business, New Day, Hurt Business. Yeah, Hurt Business, and this is, in my opinion, this is another reason why WWE is fucking things up. Because if you're going to take the tag team titles off of the Hurt Business, you should have done it before Bobby Lashley won the title. Because you hurt the Hurt Business by taking the tag titles off of Benjamin um, and I was going to say Apollo Creed. <laughs> Cedric <laughs> Alexander. Apollo Cruz. Yeah. Um, yeah, my mind is Cedric by Alexander. The, right. By taking the titles off of them now. Yep. When Bobby Lashley is the world you know, world champion. Yep. Keep the tag titles on him. If you want to lose him, you want to go in another direction, you could have done it at WrestleMania. Right. You know, you, you form this dominant faction that holds all the gold. Yep. And then give it to New Day, and then they don't even get a return match. Right. They're just... AJ and Omos at WrestleMania. Yeah, and that's just you know I I can see your point there because you know let let all three of them carry the gold into WrestleMania, and you know do it take it from there. Or at the very least, have them continue to feud with the New Day yeah. until WrestleMania. Yep. You know why? And it, it's it's the same thing they did to Kofi Kingston last year or the year before, whatever, when he lost to Brock Lesnar. He lost the title to Lesnar, and then that was it. He's not been mentioned, thought of, or anything in the title picture since then. Yep. What's up, Rick? Hey, how you doing, Rick? Good to see you out there. Um, yeah, Venice, I mean, I can understand, uh, you know, Venetia's thinking there, what he said. What did he say? He what said... The, oh, the only reason they did that because they didn't want the Hurt Business looking like old NWO. But, I mean, it is what it is, but I was surprised that the New Day won the title and that match was, it was an okay match. I gave that probably a, a C for that match. Maybe, yeah, maybe a B minus. Yep. B minus to a C. Yeah. I mean, I actually fell asleep. I pulled a trip. Um, I fell <laughs> asleep during that match. Um, and I, I didn't see the the trade um, of the Stone Cold Steve Austin memorabilia for the 24-7 title. So our truth is now the champion again. Yep. And then I didn't see 
last night, I should say. I didn't see the um, Damian Priest, Jackson, Riker waste of a time to go back and even watch it. Right. If I'd known that horrible, I wouldn't have wasted four and a half minutes of my day today watching it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that, that was just terrible in every yeah. sense. Yeah, but the guitar shot from Miz on Bad Bunny. Yep. I mean, I've I've seen people get hit with a whiffle bat worse than that. Yeah, really. Absolutely. Uh, one of the other matches I'd like to talk about is the U.S. title match, Mustafa Ali against Riddle. Yeah. Um, that wasn't. I I thought it was a pretty good match. You know, there was quite a bit of action in that match. Uh, I'm kind of glad that um, Retribution kind of didn't get involved because I think it would have took something away from the match. Right, right. But I, th I thought it was a good match overall. I'm glad Riddle yeah. won and retained. Right, yeah, because Ali beat him, you know, in a non-title match. So now Riddle beats him now, so that sets up the eventual tiebreaker. Um <laughs> And whether that's Sunday at Fastlane, don't know if that they hold up until WrestleMania, don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean that was, you know, I when I watched the match, I was like, you know, this match could go either way. I mean, Ali could grab a a, a quick pin. You know, Riddle could get a pin. You know, both men had. I I, I, I knew Ali wasn't winning the title. I didn't. There was no way that Ali was grabbing a quick pin. Neither one of them were going to grab a quick victory. Um, I think we've all, well, I shouldn't say all, because I'm not speaking for everybody, but I think it's pretty well known that Mustafa Ali is a good performer in the ring. Mm -hmm. um, pairing him with Matt Riddle, um, probably the only good thing they've done with anybody in Retribution right. since Retribution started. Yep, absolutely. I agree with that. Because they... Their their styles kind of mirror each other, uh, without with Ali and Riddle. So it was it was definitely uh, good putting them against each other because it's a great matchup. Yes. Um. I mean, I saw the Dana Brooke tag team match with Mandy Rose and Naomi and Lana. Uh, I gave that match. I gave that match a D. Yeah, about there. Yeah, about there. Um, but, but once again, um, and this is the problem, because it doesn't seem to happen as much on SmackDown as it just seems to happen on Raw. A few weeks ago, the storyline was Naomi and Lana win a match to become the number one contenders for Shayna and Nia's tag team titles. Shane and I have defended against um, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. They've defended against Bianca, Bianca Belair and Sasha. They've, they've defended this title. And now Naomi and Lana lose to Mandy and Dana Brooke. So does that now put Mandy and Dana Brooke in the lead for a tag team title opportunity? I mean, why do you start to give somebody a push in a direction and then just take it stop? away? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke are next in line, I don't see anything great coming out of that match with them either. Well, I, I don't see anything great out of any tag teams they have. Um, on the main roster in WWE for Shane and Nia, and, and they should just relegate those titles to the, the women that are in tag teams at NXT and just call it a day. I mean, you don't either that or what they need to do is they need to have Nia and Shayna implode and give the belts to somebody else. So it's because there's no competition for them right now. Right. The closest competition, in my opinion, would be Sasha and Bianca, but they're not going to stay together as a tag team. Right. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You, you, did, you, did you see that? You saw that whole match, right? 
with um, Naomi and Lana. Yeah. Is it me or is Lana's skills seem to be getting a little bit better? Well, it's because she's working on improving. You know, she she doesn't look like the worst performer in the ring. Right. Uh, when she's in there, it's not like she's outclassed or, you know, yeah, you, you put her into the ring with, you know, any of the top level women, and Oscar, Charlotte, you know, Sasha, Bailey, Becky, any of them, yeah, she's going to look, you know, not as good. But then again, so is the other two thirds of the women's division right i agree i agree uh yeah and then uh then we saw bobby lashley against sheamus oh, oh that was the end of the show yeah we had their other match oh we that. had um drew mcintyre and the miz were you surprised that that match was as competitive as it was drew mcintyre and the miz yeah. Yeah. I really was. Especially yeah. especially I with I don't know if it was just me or if that's just kind of how it came across to others. No, especially with the way with the frame of mind that Drew McIntyre's in and what the WWE is gonna do with him, I thought that they would just tell him, Hey, just go out there and just totally dominate the Miz, you know, show your your He Man strength and get ready for Bobby Lashley. But it was a good competitive match. So, do you think that they did it that way? Because I'll ask you the question. I already know my answer to the question. Okay. Do you think they did it that way to make Bobby Lashley look stronger because he easily demolished the Miz? Yep. Where it was a competitive match between Drew McIntyre and the Miz. And that scares me because. I, not that I don't see, I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing Drew McIntyre get his WrestleMania moment and, you know, maybe get beaten down, maybe even take the loss to Sheamus this Sunday um, and then get beaten down by Lashley until WrestleMania and, you know, come out on top just so he's doing it in front of you know, 25, 35, 45,000 fans or whatever they're going to have. Right. But I think Lashley deserves more than a two-month title reign. Yes, he does. He most certainly does. I think, I think, in my opinion, and this is just one reporter's opinion, but I think, in my opinion, Lashley should have the title till probably Survivor Series. See, that would be eight months. WWE doesn't do that anymore with the men. I know. That, that, that's the sad part. Yeah. Well, unless you're Brock Lesnar, because he wouldn't fight again until SummerSlam. <laughs> right. So it, he'd hold the title all that time. Right. So, but I, I thought uh, I gave the McIntyre Miz match a good solid B. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, then I'm looking at, wow, Drew McIntyre has a finishing maneuver now, the, the hurt lock, as they called it last night. He, he just did that, you know, he easily could have pinned him after the Claymore. Yeah, of course. Uh, could have pinned him with, you know, two fingers. Yeah. So, but yeah, like I say, you know, it was a good match. Both guys real competitive, and I definitely gave that one a B. Um, going on to the next one, Sasha, Shayna Baszler. I think we saw a different Sasha. Sasha. I mean, not Sasha, um, Asuka, Shayna Baszler. Oh, okay. I think we saw a different side of Asuka last night. Yeah, definitely. She was definitely, I can't say focused, but she was more, um, she was more brutal. Yep. Which is something I think has been missing. Uh, that that they need her to be. Yeah. Because if and I, oh, first of all, um, 
we got to give Dave Meltzer credit because he did say that Oscar could be back this week on Monday Night Raw, but she also may not be back until after WrestleMania. <laughs> right. Uh, Thank you for watching, Crystal. Yep. And so if all eyes and fingers do point to Oscar versus Charlotte at WrestleMania, this is the Oscar that that needs to fight Charlotte at WrestleMania. Absolutely. You know, secondary main event match. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, she was just, she just seemed to be on point with a lot more stuff than she has been in the past. She seemed a little more focused and it looked like she was literally, she was legitimately going out to hurt Shayna. After after what happened to her, I mean, when she took the bottom turnbuckle off and she's ready to smash her face into it, and the referee gets in the way, I mean, we knew something was going on there. Yeah, yep. So, like I said, I I would give that match probably maybe a C plus. Yeah, about that. Like, I mean, my main thinker about that match is that it was just too quick. It was yeah. Too short. Yep. It should have gotten. I mean, you didn't have to do the whole Damien Priest, Jason Riker thing. You should have given that eight minutes um, total with, for that match to Oscar and Shayna. Right. Could have could have uh, could have got more out of Shayna and Oscar than you would have Damien Priest and Jason Riker. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask you this one now to have you start this one off. What did you think of Braun Strowman's segment with Shane? Uh, um, I, I don't like the angle that they're going with between the two of them. Um, two years ago, Braun Strowman's the monster among men, and he's destroying Bray Wyatt and the, you know, beating him to everybody and this and that. Now he, and he's more jacked and bigger than he's ever been in his life, and more in shape. And you're putting him in a match against, you know, a campaign with Shane McMahon. Right. I mean, it's dumb. Yeah. Real dumb. I uh, I gave that entire segment an F. I mean, it's kind of like, to me, it's like the SATs. All you got to do is put your name down and you get points. Right. So I, I give it a D minus. Okay. At least they made it on TV. Right. And... And I didn't realize until this morning what the purpose of the green paint was. Well, he got slimed. Well, remember when he called him Shrek? Hmm? Yeah. When when Shane called um, Braun Strowman, he goes, oh, you remind me of Shrek. Yeah. And, that's, and then I realized, ah, that was the purpose of the green paint. Shrek. Yeah. Um, Do you I've got my... Uh, I've already got my... Uh, I mean, because they're fighting now at Payback. Um, they're not waiting for WrestleMania. They are fighting. Payback? I'm sorry, Fastlane. I don't know why I said Payback. Oh, yeah. I was about to say Payback. So I was just about to say, are they going to have that match, Shane and Braun? Yeah, that's a singles match listed at Fastlane. Okay. Um, quickly, we'll just go over the rest of the matches. Obviously, we know about the tag team match. Um, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler against Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Um, we didn't even talk anything about SmackDown on Friday. Um, but you can already see the dissension in Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Oh my God, they're arguing over Reginald. You know, yep. Bianca Belair actually took the loss. Oh my God, I can't believe you made me lose because of Reginald. <laughs> Uh, and Roman Reigns taking on Daniel Bryan. Yep. Um, this week on Friday Night SmackDown, there's a match between Edge and Jey Uso to see who gets to be the special 
Enforcer for the match. Big E against Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental title. Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus in just a singles match. Um, I know there was thoughts and they may end their rivalry with a last man standing match, but right now it is just a singles match. Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. And then the only thing that happened on Raw that we haven't talked about at all is the intergender match was, between Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton. I was just going to mention that when you got done with the with the matches. Why? This, I told DJ today, this is where you're going to see the reemergence of The Fiend. You think we're actually going to see him, or do you think something's going to happen? See, I'm not 100% convinced we're going to see the fiend. Maybe we'll see a picture. Presence will be felt. Yeah, maybe they'll put him up on the screen. His picture up on the screen. I, I, I don't. I, I am. I'm trying to convince myself. Um, and I tell myself, uh, I can use a trivia thing. I, I'm going to tell myself, self. So, <laughs> um, I am almost at the point as to where. Depending on how drastically they're going to change the fiend, if they actually do change his look at all, depending on how drastic it is, I don't want to see it till WrestleMania. Right. Don't waste it on Fastlane. Well, right. But that also means not putting him up on the screen. You know, that means something happening. You know, to make his presence felt, you know, more than just a black ink coming out of Randy Orton's face. Right. Maybe Alexa Bliss, they, you know, because once again, it's, it's, yes, it's, you know, the pay-per-view is live, and I'll say it in quotes, but you can pre-tape segments of that match, which I'm 99% sure they will. And you could have her donning a female-style fiend mask and kind of, you know, freak them out or right. something like that. But I definitely think now is when we will see and feel, I should say feel, the presence of Randy Orton. And do you think, uh, you mean, the, the yeah, the fiend. Um, yeah. Now, do you think that by having that presence of the fiend being felt that might distract randy orton in a way where alexa bliss will get a win over it see what i want to see is i want to see alexis playhouse alexa start the match and then maybe go back to the you know goddess alexa bliss in the match and then what i want to see is how i would love to see the match go and I might be giving away my special bonus for winning the last pay-per-view prediction. Is I'd love to see Randy Orton give Alexa Bliss an RKO, and then and then like if the lights go out for like a second, and then he turns around, and then it's the evil. Alexa Bliss standing there like the RKO was nothing. Right. Had no you effect know, I, on it. I want to see something like that. Okay. I can I can probably see something like that happening. Cause she uh you know, cause she went through a couple of alter ego changes against Nikki Cross. So, and Oscar. And Oscar, yep. So I think you could possibly see that with the with Randy Orton too. I just uh I just don't see I mean I don't think I could I mean I'll get into the match only because I want to see what's gonna happen with the fiend. Right. And that's one of the reasons why I'm looking forward to the match. Other than that, I just go to the bathroom during the match. I just want to see if we're gonna see the re the reemergence. As far as Monday Night Raw goes, I am more invested in the 
Randy Orton themed Alexa Bliss storyline than any other storyline on Raw, big time. Yep. And part of it is because of the unknown. Yep. You know, you don't, you really don't know what's going to happen. Right. Uh, everything else seems to be, you know, predictable. Um, but it's a storyline that they started two months ago that they built and are building towards, you know, what hopefully is, you know, a, a good conclusion at WrestleMania. Yep. And I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, so, so the matches that you read off there, it was what, seven? Um, six. Six. Yeah. Okay. And that's... Right now, it was only the... Well, uh, there's two and a half matches from SmackDown. And I say half because Sasha and Bianca are SmackDown wrestlers where Nia Jax and Shane are, are technically pro right. wrestlers. I want to say two and a half. Yep. And, uh, and four and a half for Raw. And I, I'm really looking forward to see. And you talking about how you've got, how you're vested in the storyline with Randy Orton, The Fiend, and Alexa Bliss on Raw. I'm kind of the same way on SmackDown with Daniel Bryan, Edge, and Roman Reigns. Oh, well, that's a given. That's why I made sure I meant, I said uh, my storyline on Monday Night Raw. I mean, overall, I'm getting more and more interested in the uh, storyline with Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan. Do you think somewhere along the line it's going to come down to Daniel Bryan and Edge? I don't think Roman Reigns is knocked. I think the last match of WrestleMania weekend is Roman Reigns versus Edge. It's just a matter of if things work out as to where Daniel Bryan's also in that match. That's the if, in my opinion. Right. I, I, I Honestly, I don't have a doubt in the back of my mind um, that WrestleMania weekend does not end with Edge and Roman Reigns. That'll be the last match of WrestleMania week, if you want to call it. Yep. And that will be the finals. That will be the final match on the Sunday of day two for the pay-per-view. And that's going to be a great way to end it. Now, of course, selfish me wants Daniel Bryan to be in that match. And like... WrestleMania's before, or WrestleMania 30 before, yep. I would love to see Daniel Bryan close out WrestleMania weekend, defeating Roman Reigns and Edge with the Yes Movement going full-blown and 45,000 people sounding like 100,000 people doing the Yes chant. Right. Firing yep. the cannons off there at Raymond James Stadium and fireworks. Mm-hmm. I think it's about a 5% chance that it actually happened. Yeah, really. I was watching a YouTube video today for Jose G from Sports Gita Wrestling. And he was saying that WWE wants 75% capacity at Raymond James Stadium for WrestleMania. Yeah, we said that before. Yeah. And, I mean, that's... Still a pretty decent sized crowd. Yeah, four forty five thousand. Yep. You know. Now they've they were supposed to well uh, I, I mean, I don't know, Nuggies News is any minute, but I mean I was gonna talk about it in Nuggies News. We can go to Nuggies News right now if you want. Yeah, I mean, it, this was something I was going to talk about. All right, ladies, um, ladies and gentlemen, this is we're now up to our our best part of the show. My best part of the show. I hope it belongs. I hope it is everybody else's out there. It's Nuggies news. So, Greg, take it away. All right. So, if you're starting to say um, WWE would like to put forty-five thousand people in the stands um, each night 
tickets for the event were supposed to go on sale today, but they've delayed that. And I think, um, not that I've read anywhere, but I think the reason why they've delayed it is because I think originally they had a set amount of tickets they were going to sell. Um, and because now they want more fans, they have to rework their game plan. Um, from what I read, they're selling them in um, pods of six tickets. Um, you can't buy more than six tickets, so you can be properly distanced from, you know, other fans in the crowd. Um, I, two different sites said two different things. One said that if you're buying a ticket, you have to buy all six. Whoa. Um, they're not going to make any, this is what I read, that tickets are not going to be available through secondary markets, i.e. StubHub or Vivid Seats or anything like that. This way they have better control over if you're buying six tickets, you're bringing five people that you know that are either vaccinated or COVID negative. You're not selling two to Tom and Sue, two to Bill and Mary, and then two to um, Andre and Jose. And you have six strangers right. all together. So I think because they have to kind of re-game plan how they're doing this, they decided to not start selling tickets today and will release their date of sale at a later date and time. Okay. Um, but like you did say that they're looking to put 45000 and I think this is Vince McMahon's way of saying, because it'll be by far, the largest group um, event at attended by by live fans in over a year. Mm -hmm. And I think Vince McMahon wants to do that, and that way he can just laugh at AEW, who was boasting that they had 1,300 fans at their last pay-per-view, by him saying, hey, I had a two-day event, we had 90,000. Right. You know, they were bragging that they had 130,000 pay-per-view pay views to the fucking tongue twister <laughs> um, for their pay-per-view, and Vince will put 90,000 people in a one-weekend stint. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's the conceited cockiness part of um, Vince McMahon. Um... Oh, where's the first one I wanted? And there are, as of right now, we've heard, you know, rumors about, you know, we have, con you know, some confirmed matches, but there are some pretty big names right now that there just doesn't seem to be a confirmed direction. One is Daniel Bryan. Um, I mean, yeah, that's a thought that people have that maybe because of everything that's going on between him and Roman with Edge being involved, that he'll be involved in that match some way, somehow. Um, I did hear somebody talk about it and, and thinks that eventually what's going to happen is Daniel Bryan's going to be the special guest referee um, for Roman Reigns and Edge. So there's still no um, confirmed track for him. Somebody else, a pretty big name and a big guy that we haven't seen in, in I want to say, I think it's been like almost two months since his wife, fiance, me, him, I think that's who he's married to, yep. right, Keepley? Yep. Have the COVID scare. We haven't seen or heard anything from Keith Lee. Right. So does that mean Keith Lee's going to miss WrestleMania? Don't know. Um, same thing. Um, you know, Kevin Owens was in this back and forth, back and forth feud between him and Roman Reigns and sprinkling Jey Uso here and there. 
He took two weeks off and came back this week on SmackDown, but that was only to host the KO show. And the women tag team, or the, yeah, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Is there a possibility that Kevin Owens misses um, WrestleMania? And then what could be the biggest name on this list not being involved in WrestleMania at all? Um, wow, you just got very... Wow, that was weird as hell. What? Everything just got like really, really blurry for like a oh, second. Oh, jeez. Anthony Canale um, is watching. Thank you, Tony. Is Bailey. Yeah. Right now, there's no thoughts or direction or anything um, for Bailey to do anything at WrestleMania right now. Yep. So there's some pretty big names where you got to figure they're going to do two nights of maybe eight matches with two pre-show or nine matches, I mean, with a pre-show match each night. 18 matches, and you're telling me you can't find something for these people to do? Right. You know? Yeah, I kind of uh, find it hard to believe. Five current WWE superstars that have never won at WrestleMania, and this only includes, and the, the little asterisk in the article was these are only people that were in matches that were on the card, not a pre-show match. Um, some of them might be surprising to you. One, in 13 years with WWE, Natalia has never won a match on the main card of WrestleMania. Big E has never won a singles match on the main card in WrestleMania. That one might not surprise you too much because I I don't even think he was a singles competitor last year at WrestleMania. I think he didn't become a singles competitor until after WrestleMania last year. So that one doesn't surprise me too much. In my opinion, I think that streak is going to continue. Why do you think he's going to wind up losing? I think you know I think I mean? they're I think they're going to have Apollo Cruz win because of his new gimmick. Okay. Yeah, we, we'll get to that right in a moment. Yep. Maybe. Um, another one. Sasha Banks is zero and four wow. on the grand stage. Them all. Shinsuke Nakamura has never won a match on the main card of WrestleMania. And last but not least, Asuka has never won a a main card match at WrestleMania. Wow. And those are some potential Hall of Famers, probably. Yeah, that's why I was saying the list is is quite surprising. Yeah. Um, now, just uh, on to my rant a little here. Um, over the last over the last week, um, or last week, Andrade had requested his release. Oh, excuse me, from the WWE. WWE didn't immediately shoot down his request um, for release. They did it like an hour later Mm. Uh, and is just letting him sit at home and doing nothing. Now, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think he necessarily did anything to piss somebody off. Um, I know just for the whole draft and everything, they split him and uh, Angel Garza up and they did, were starting to do their singles thing and then Jelena Vega got fired. Um, there's another person that's affiliated with Jelena Vega that is just sitting around and doing nothing. <coughs> Excuse me. And that is Aleister Black. Sorry, I just got a 
complaints in the WWE, especially Monday Night Raw, is how they've used retribution incorrectly. They just started off with maybe interesting and then it just blew up from there. Um, they started out as five members with three men and two women, then became, whoa, crap, what the hell happened there? Lightning just struck in your room. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then one woman left, and then it was said that I, you know, Mustafa Ali was the leader of Retribution. They need to do something with Retribution. I am making the pitch and the plea for anybody in WWE that, that hears this, that sends things to Vince McMahon or the creative team, because sometimes they seem to come up and use the ideas that we've bantered about here. Take Aleister Black, take Andrade, have them get involved in Retribution. Re-elevate the team of Retribution behind Aleister Black and Andrade. Yep. If you want Aleister Black and Andrade to come out and beat the snot out of T-Bag, Slap Nuts, and Douchebag, um, or, you know, whatever the hell their names are, and then, you know, become Mustafa Ali's little, you know, whatever, <laughs> do it. Because it's not working. Right. So either spam to the whole thing and let me stop Ali go on his own and be a singles competitor or do something to try and reinvigorate some interest in retribution. Yep. And yeah. That's like All right. Yeah, because I think the whole purpose of retribution was to have these guys join forces with guys that had issues in the WWE and now they're just you know, doing nothing. Yeah. I mean, That's exactly, that would be retribution yep. for Andrade in Alistair Black. Absolutely. On the sidelines for no real reason at all. I agree. Tony says rumor has it Zelina Vega is going to AEW to manage the MJF group. Oh. Oh. The MJF group? Yeah. You mean, you mean Alberto Del Rio White? Yeah. Yeah, the. Tony watches AEW. That's the first impression I get of MJF is a white version of Alberto Del Rio. Oh, okay. The scarf and everything. Okay, it's Mark Mitchell Friedman or something like that, or whatever his name is. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know either because I think I've watched one episode of AEW since it's come on. <laughs> but. I know he separated himself from the Dark Order, Black Order, Dark Theory, Black Theory, whatever the hell the group is. Right. See what every other member of the roster is part of. Yep. And then aligned himself with a few other people. <clears throat> yep. For his own um, four horsemen type stable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, I just want to make um, a quick announcement here that this Saturday, one of the guests that have that was on the Top Rope Report, uh, well, not recently, but a while ago, Barry Horowitz will be doing a meet and greet autograph signing in Southington, Connecticut this Saturday. Um, I guess it's from five to nine. Uh, Barry, oh, wow. huh? That's that's a nice chunk of time. Yeah, and Barry said he he would like to see the guys from the Top Rope Report be there, but he knows Greg's situation that Greg can't make it. And um, Barry Barry told me that he kind of put a little something together for the Nugster at the signing. So, um. Trivia is going to try and make it out there to meet Barry Horowitz. Um, he called me the other day and said he's looking. he was looking forward to meeting the both of us, but due to circumstances beyond our control, Greg will not be able to attend. And uh, Rick, Rich Del, um, Rick Del Santo 
had asked me if I was going to um, the PAPW show that's coming up soon. And to me, in my opinion, I will go to PAPW shows when the Nugster is ready to go. Well, I mean, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. But if you have an opportunity to go, go. I mean, don't not go because of me. Well, but that's just the way I feel because the, the top rope report goes to the shows together. And. Um, well, Tony, it's not a matter of not being able to get myself there. It just he put Triv and I will transport you. Um, it's a matter of me not being able to leave the facility due to COVID. Right. I mean, you know, they don't they don't allow us to leave the the you know the actually technically I'm not even allowed to leave my floor. Um, which after Friday should be changing, but I still can't leave the building. Right. Um, you know, because of the fear of bringing COVID back with me into the building. Yep. Yeah, so I just want to let people know that this Saturday uh, from 5 to 9, Barry, former WWF wrestler Barry Horowitz will be appearing at M&J Video Games and Collectibles at 1049 Queen Street in Southington um, from 5 to 9. And uh, definitely looking forward to meeting them. We don't get a chance to meet too many people that are on our show from WWF that have been on our show. Um, we were fortunate enough to meet and interact very well with Tugboat uh, when he was on the show. He, he just loved us. Um, I was fortunate enough to meet Coco Beware after he did the Top Rope Report when he was doing a show in um, Chicopee, Massachusetts. Uh, Greg, and I, Greg and I had the honor of meeting the fantastic Ox Baker. Who's done yeah, the, right. We're gonna say it right. You gotta say Chickadee. Oh, Pickety. Pickety, that's it. That's right. Pickety. As, as Ox Baker would say, Um, But Greg and I also had the distinct honor of um, meeting the fantastic Ox Baker uh, to the effect where I was honored to be at the man's funeral service. Um, yes. As sad as it was that he passed away because he was a great guy. Um, I can't say humble because he was the loudest man I ever interviewed on the wrestling show in my entire life. And like I said, when I very, when I first met him for the very first time, I'll never, I'll never forget it. That, that made a lasting impression on me for as long as I live when I first met him. Same here. But we're fortunate enough to meet some of the people that have been on the top rope report and now I get to meet Barry Horowitz, and uh, he wanted me to mention something about a Dino Bravo story that he wants to tell from Bradley International Bradley International Airport. But when he contacted me about the signing, he told me he had something special for the Nugster when we when we go to the signing. So definitely looking forward to it because Barry is a class guy and. Uh, we're looking forward to having him on the show again. Absolutely. So, yeah, but, um, I mean, getting back to the thing with Big E, um, I don't know. I think that because they're making a big thing about Apollo Crews' new gimmick, I think they might have him run with the IC title. I... Yes, thank you, Tony. I... Who's been in WWE all this time, and, and it, it it reminds me of how all of a sudden Kofi Kingston lost his Jamaican accent. I I mean, you've got to be telling me that you're trying to tell me that all this time when Apollo Cruz was horrible speaking that he spoke with a, a fake American accent. And now he's talking in his Nigerian accent because he can finally be himself. Right. I just, I, I, 
think it's stupid. <laughs> I agree. I mean, unless you're going to tell me that they're going to do um, the equivalent for Big E that they did with Bobby Lashley and take a mid-level title off of him so that after WrestleMania and Roman Reigns, if Roman Reigns walks out of WrestleMania the champion, Big E can slide into a feud with Roman Reigns. If you're telling me that that's the reason why they're going to take the title off and put it on somebody else, then I'm all for it. Um, but if they're just going to take the title off of Big E just to put it on, on Apollo Crews and then Big E's just somebody that wrestles every week, like Sheamus, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not buying that one. Very true. Very true. Um, un unfortunately, most people know that we do the Facebook Live here uh, for the show, and I do the Facebook Live through my phone, and I have my phone charging, and for some strange reason, my cell phone battery is now at 19%. So I don't want to get cut off right in the middle of something and right in the middle of saying a a part of the show so unfortunately we're probably gonna have to come to the end of the top rope report right now um greg was a great show i mean is there anything you'd like to add before uh about the pay-per-view coming up on sunday or uh what's well, good or what's I mean, yeah I mean, there's plenty more that we could be talking about but like you said your your phone's only at 19 percent so yeah i just don't want to get cut off right in the middle of something um so uh, yeah and i realize now that i'm this week i'm going to get an upgrade on my phone because uh, a friend of mine was telling me more that the reason the phone is the reason the phone shuts off when the battery's at 38 percent is because i probably need a new battery so but i'm due for an upgrade anyway so i'll just go for the upgrade on the new phone so all right, well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you for all your comments and questions. And, you know, we'll be back again. This is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Nugs to Greg. Saying thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll catch you all during the week. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.